I think it humanizes her for like a lot of people, I, including myself, think of her as kind of like a superhuman who is just so incredibly talented at, at soccer. And when you have an injury like she did and when she went through all these things and she's, you know, explaining it, it it's really like kind of humbling at the same time as well. Welcome to Red Stars Report, a podcast dedicated to bringing the latest news and commentary on the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. I'm your host, LT. And I'm your co-host, Grant. We're back after taking a week off, certainly um, a week to take off that didn't have a whole lot of news, but big news, big stories that we'll have to cover today. Uh, We can start right off with the fact that the club has a GM, you know, biggest news, biggest news of the week. Um, new GM, We're Richard. Allowed to do that? Allowed to do what? Have a GM? <laughs> <laughs> we can have a GM. Okay. <laughs> um, Richard Fuez, uh, or Fuse. I don't know how to pronounce it yet. I haven't heard it yet. Um, French guy. I'll, I will look it up. Uh, he'll be the general manager of the club. And we'll usher in the new era of the Chicago Red Stars. He comes from Switzerland's uh, Servette Football Club, where he was the CEO for the last few seasons and was the president and sporting director of their women's side uh, since 2017. During his time with the club, he brought them to the top of the Swiss League's table several years in a row even had them qualify for the UEFA Women's Champions League three years in a row. I won't read off like the numbers, but on the business side of stuff, running their business operations, he increased their revenue in merchandising, their commercial avenues, increased the club's digital engagement levels, like doubled, tripled, quadrupled, like everything. It's just big numbers um he seems like a really extremely experienced leader who can bring a lot to the red stars i'm curious what going from the business side of stuff to constructing a roster and everything will look like for him i'm sure he had a lot of um hands-on stuff when it came to being like the sporting director um for the women's side in switzerland but we'll see kind of what he can do here i'm just really excited uh to see what he can bring uh to the table we know that uh babette peters has been kind of running the show uh as assistant gm um since early last year so now he'll step in um and we'll we'll kind of see what changes how much he's involved um how much uh power he'll still give to babette in her decision making hopefully he's a great team leader uh for them and and we'll see what kind of moves he makes and what kind of roster he can construct i think this was kind of like a a great way to end our off season like i know that preseason was kind of already started by then but um it's just there's been so much great news and great things that have been happening and with preseason starting now like there's just so much more to look forward to especially now that we can officially say that we have a gm and everything is basically finished except for the final decisions on the roster yeah it completes the senior staff for the club like people had very little faith that the club would go from no owner, no GM, no president, no coach, whatever, you know, starting the season without most of those. Um, Obviously we've made jokes about the lack of a GM, but never did I think that they would just remain without one. Um, 
now every single one of those spots is filled with high quality talent, high quality leaders. Um, and we're still over a month away from the season starting. So it's kind of all coming together. And I think you're exactly right. The kind of ending the off season with this hire. It's nice to just watch like everything solidify and you can look at the club and see like, that's a full club. Um, every position is filled in the, um, the bigger roles, I should say, like, I'm sure there's still things down the pyramid that will get filled as the season goes on. But having that GM there now, uh, to sort of lead the soccer operations side of stuff. Um, I'm just really excited to see the future now. I just, I just want to see, we don't have to sit here and worry about who's, you know, going to be the next, this, the next, that we just, we have everything and, and now we can just let it all play out. I think it also is kind of like semi closure to the past, like yeah. the past red stars, like the Rory Dames and Arnhem Whistler era. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I guess with, if I jump to our next topic of Rade leaving, like majority of front office people, or like big name front office people are gone and the coaching staff is gone. And so now we're in the, the Laura, the Laura Ricketts era um, with high quality individuals leading the way. Um, So I think that's also another thing that should be mentioned too. Yeah. And now it's, it's also nice to see them get away from the, head coach is the GM situation. Yeah. Like I know that Lauren brings a lot of experience and I'm sure um, there will be a lot of aspects uh, where he makes decisions, but even in some interviews that he's already done, he's been like, I just, he's like, he was like, I just let Babette handle that stuff. He's like, I'm just here to coach, you know? Um, And that's nice to see because I've never liked in any sport, the GM is the head coach situation. I've never liked that. Um, that's very evident in the Chicago space right now with You're the Chicago me. sky. Yeah, everything that kind of has been blowing up in that world because of that situation. Um, I'm just glad that we're away from that with the Red Stars. Someone to construct and build the roster, build the team and hire down for people. And then someone to just coach and a team to just coach and, and make this team go back to the championship level that we expect them to be here in a, in a few years. Maybe less, maybe less. We'll find out. We haven't haven't seen the product on the field yet. So We'll eventually see that. But as you mentioned um, just a little bit or, or earlier, the departure of Rade was, um, like like you said, the last kind of remaining member of of that, uh, that era. Even though he was in the tail end of that era, um, he departs after five years with the club. He started in 2019. Um, he informed the club prior to the draft that he was going to depart once the club staff, the new staff had transitioned into preseason, which I think was incredibly kind of him to do that instead of just saying, you know, I'm out, you know, (laughs) just, and, and being gone, he was like, I, I'm going to leave for my family and, and I will stay until everybody's settled uh, with the new staff and he's played a pivotal pivotal role in uh Alyssa Nair's development both at the club level and at the national level as an assistant coach with the US women's national team uh since 2019 which was essentially like nationally national team wise like the rise of Alyssa Nair winning her you know the world cup and and everything um so losing him was um was 
unexpected uh and it should be interesting to see kind of how that affects the dynamics in in Alyssa's career and we'll talk about the the new hire in a second but what like what are your some of your thoughts on on Rade leaving I mean I think that with Alyssa Nair you know having him by her side for that long really helped her but also I think change could be a good thing um and I feel like since we are getting close to the end of her career like I don't think it's too I don't think it it could be that big of a deal um and we don't really know how much longer she's gonna play so I think change could be interesting I mean change is probably the main descriptor of, of the red stars anyway regardless that's true um but it could be interesting to see maybe like new things that that she'll learn from the the new GK coach and you know other GKs around her. But I mean, if since he is moving away to be closer with his family, like that's that's good for him. Um, I'm just I'm not too worried. I guess is my main point. Yeah, I am really interested to see what a new coach can do. For- for Alyssa in her career like sometimes change can make a difference one way or another in a player hopefully the new coach can help Alyssa improve her game even this late in her career but also kind of start the development of the young players like Mackenzie Wood and the club's new signing uh Sydney Schneider but we like we can talk about the new hire, his name's Brenton Saylor. Um, he comes in after Rade, like almost immediately. Like they had obviously because Rade gave them the time to hire a coach while he was still there. The gap between him leaving and the new coach coming in was very short. Uh, he comes to the Red Stars with a lot of experience as the keeper's coach for the U.S. youth national team. Um, he was the goalkeeper coach for the Houston Dash from 2018 to 2022, a period where he coached Jane Campbell during her time when she was getting call-ups to the U.S. women's national team. Um, even She just got another one here in this, in this latest camp. Uh, so that's really nice to see like Jane just won goalkeeper of the year in the NWSL last season. So anyone who's, you know, coached her must be good. Uh, right. Um, so I, I, I'm just interested both to see what he can do for Alyssa in her career, but like, I hope his main, like, I hope his main focus this year obviously is Alyssa, but I hope he's really giving a lot of attention to, to Mackenzie Wood and, and Sydney Schneider because I think those two I think those two are what the club sees as their future. Um we don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen after Alyssa leaves, but if you can focus on those two now and develop them now, uh with a new coach who can bring a new style, a new leadership, new tactics, whatever, um, it'll be it'll be good to see. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And speaking of those keepers specifically, we discussed in the past when Mackenzie Wood may be coming back from her loan in France, and now she's back. That happened. (laughs) So it's nice to see her back in training. Hopefully she can develop more under Alyssa. We'll kind of see who the number two is, who the number three is between her and, and Sydney Schneider. Um, I'm just really excited to 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 have Mackenzie back. Um, the one kind of experience that we got to see with her in that um, Mexico game last season, I think showed a lot of of her talent. Uh, she, I think, played in two games over in France, and I don't think I think she maybe gave up one goal uh, and then lost in a PKs in in another game. But she had a shutout and. So she's a promising young talent and and we'll kind of see uh, where her 
future goes, but I'm, it's nice to kind of have a full uh, keeper roster now <laughs> because it was kind of looking a little worrisome there when it was just Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. I think also now that we have a solid GK union, I would say probably one of the top ones in the league just because of um, World Cup experience alone, I think um, sets us apart from other ones. Uh, Schneider is phenomenal. I don't think there. I have another word to describe her other than phenomenal, um, especially that, you know, that she's been coached by Lauren before. Um, really helps with that too. Um, let's get more Jamaicans on the on the Red Stars in the future. Um, I'm not gonna say Bunny Shaw because I know I'm gonna upset the City fans, but someone <laughs> else, I guess. Yeah, I um, I was watching some of City Schneider's highlights when I covered this a couple weeks ago, and I was just like kind of blown away by her um her effort in just attacking attackers like the way she just like comes out of the box or or gets off of her goal line to just run at people and dive at them and get the ball I was like I was like this is a player that takes a lot of risks and I like I like it I like it a lot it's fun to watch determined yeah very determined player and like you said just the amount of experience that Alyssa has both at the the domestic level and the national team level. And then Sydney Schneider getting um, several appearances at, at world at world cup level uh, is really good for, for the red stars. Um, Not every club can have that uh, a player who, has won multiple World Cups and a player who is, has been to a World Cup and has been captain World Cup. So, like you said, our goalkeeper union is is looking strong um, just a couple of weeks after we were very worried about it. We were worried about a lot of things. We were and now we're like, I had we faith, can just but sit I was back, relax. I had faith that Mackenzie would come back and I would be less worried, but yeah. I didn't expect them to sign schneider so my um hopefulness for a little bit of solidity became even more so uh completely solidified now that now that they have all three of them in place it's like what are we going to talk about now that uh everything is just set in stone like they they don't want us to talk about anything lt well (laughs) eventually we're gonna have to talk about out <laughs> the roster going from 38 people to 26 but so many people <laughs> yeah that's a this is a huge roster right now it's a big big roster and yeah another player that just joined that club in training camp is amber brooks former washington spirit <laughs> and houston dash defender uh cheryl our eagle-eyed community member spotted her in a video that the club had posted on socials she was just like leaning up against the goalpost in the background and brooks confirmed that she was there by her own post on instagram and then i pushed that i got i got that out there just to make sure people knew that she was in camp and then joe chats of on tap sports helped us confirm that she's coming in as a non-roster invitee to camp not a signed contract player so what do you think about the club adding brooks to the roster or not the roster but the training camp roster i think it's interesting but also i feel like if they do end up signing her that it would be a very nice addition to our back line. Maybe not for, you know, all the yellow cards and whatnot. Um, I hope she can not flip off people this season. I think that would be be nice. I know I know they were supposed to do the the sin bin uh for next year or this year, you know, the blue cards, and that's not happening anymore. So I feel like she would get a lot of those. 
probably you know what i'm talking about yes the, i the saw the cards. i saw yeah. those reports that they're going to start with the lower fa levels. cup yeah lower leagues not the um not the top flights so yeah yeah she's a but she would get that she's an experienced veteran um she's been in the league for many years um like grant said too many in, in incidents <laughs> i guess um <laughs> I don't think she's like, you know, the greatest defender in the world. She's a good defender, um, especially was early in her career. Uh, I'm glad that she's an NRI, a non-roster invitee, and not just a rostered player because I really do need her to earn that spot on the roster. I don't want <clears throat> a player who can just come in and um, just fill that last roster spot. Like there are 25 players on this roster right now and there's a maximum of 26. So there's one spot left minus um, players getting cut or released from their contracts. So I think it would be very worrisome to a lot of players uh, who are there at camp and don't have contracts. If just another veteran came in, signed a contract, rosters full, then they'd be like, I really need to outplay, really truly need to outplay every single one of these non-contracted players and the contracted players to to be able to make this roster. And maybe that would have been a good thing, but I'm sure that you know there's the possibility of some of these defenders that we have in camp could be better for the team than Brooks. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Brooks. Uh, I watched some of her highlights from her career. I've looked at some of her statistics. Um, And I think just her uh, general play uh, this late in her career maybe would be good for... um, the bench if we need to feel or fill the bench uh later down the line but i'm I'm glad that she's not under contract but i hope that she can play well enough to earn a contract because i do think that she's she's a good player and an experienced veteran and we've talked at length about the value that uh veterans can bring to this club and we've seemed to add veterans in the front in the middle and just maybe one in the back so maybe another one would be a a good addition too but i i have a lot of excitement for a lot of the really young players that are in that camp and and i hope that they have the same i hoped that they had the same level of opportunity to make the roster that brooks did and and so her her being a non-roster invitee i think was a smart choice by the club yeah, I thought I thought it was smart too. Also, I just with it being, you know, the 25 roster players that we have now and that one spot being left, I feel like it I want to compare, but also at the same time it's like I feel like it's really early to compare between like draftees and non-roster invitees. I just I wish we had access to see like these these preseason scrimmages or or games that are going on to really like get a inside look at how well these players are performing. I don't know the exact date of when they have to slim the rosters down. Do you know? I think it's February 26th. Okay. It goes down to 32 players. Yeah. 32. So. I, uh, I really want to see Hannah Anderson make this roster. But I don't know if it's gonna be at the expense of like someone like Amber Brooks or like the opposite happens. Like mm. it's too too close to call, as, as you know, the political reports always do for elections. That's how <laughs> I feel right now. Yeah, you can look at this um roster of 38 players, and you can look at what players who have been on this club for a long time or the last few years have done in their careers 
And then you can look at the players who haven't seen a whole lot of minutes, but you know, kind of based on the minutes that they've gotten, what they can do. Then you got to look at the draftees. And the only thing that we've seen and know about the draftees is their play in college. And then the NRIs are a mix of both because they're both college players and athletes who have been playing professionally for several years. Um, so you like the way that you, we are not there in camp and we can't just sit here and, and pick 26 players off the top of our heads um, based on their uh, talent in this moment. We only have the past to look at and that's why I'm not going to like publicly just be like, here's 26 players who I think are going to make this roster because I, I honestly have no idea how well certain players could be performing. Like Hannah Anderson could be the best center back in camp right now. She could be out. Like we have no idea. Like she could be impressing the coaches more than the other center backs are the like people on the forward line who we expect to play on the forward line could be getting outperformed by players who we haven't even really thought of even making the roster. So the fact that we can't see these things, we're not there at camp. We're not watching these scrimmages. The only people that know who's going to make this roster are the coaches and the GMs. And I, we can just sit here and, and, and talk about how much we like certain players based on what we've seen in the past. And, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. I like, I, I like what Hannah Anderson did in college and I hope she makes the roster. Um, I like just certain players that are currently on the team and currently under contract who I also may hope make, the roster and aren't part of those cuts that may happen will probably will happen. We just don't know. And, and we'll find out, you know, we'll find out eventually whenever those deadlines hit, we'll find out and then we'll have opinions on it. Opinions later. Not now. <laughs> yeah. Once we see the cuts, then we can talk about the cuts. We'll spend two hours doing in-depth. Never mind. I'm making a joke. Go ahead, finish your joke. No, I'm just gonna make fun of. We'll we'll spend like the whole day talking about why this person was cut and why we will this do a 24-hour live stream about why each six of those players were cut on February 26th. Follow our Twitch channel, Red Stars <laughs> Report. <laughs> <laughs> But just like in general, um, just preseason in, in general, like what, like what, how are you feeling about it? Like overall, um, just from what we've seen. I like the content. Um, content's great. I like that. I really like how the Red Stars social has changed. And this is not a knock at my friend because my friend used to be in charge of the Red Stars and then he moved to a different team. There's just so much more that we see now, I feel like, compared to um, past years. And I don't know if that's because he was limited in that. Um, and now, like, with the new ownership, whatever, you just get to see so much more and there's so much more interaction and, and all that. But um, content's been great. Love that you kind of get an inside look a little bit not too much um i i i feel like it's going great for the coaches being able to see all this talent and trying to figure out who the hell is gonna make this roster <laughs> but um i'm excited to learn more from the preseason games i think most of those are closed yeah, so I, so I guess updates on social channels will be helpful to see, you know, who starts in goal or, you know, how many goals we're going to get in a game versus freaking who knows. I don't remember our 
preseason schedule off the top of our head. They're playing the. I don't think they've released one. Um, I think we've seen other they're playing teams... racing Louisville at Purdue. Yeah, we've seen other teams release Iowa. Certain they're schedules. playing Iowa. They're playing Iowa. Yeah, they're Iowa? playing. They're playing. I think they're as the time that we're recording this. I believe they're playing North Carolina in a scrimmage. I don't think that's necessarily a in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. Um, and then yeah, Iowa and Racing Louisville. I think are the only ones that we've also seen from there like we from the red stars we've gotten nothing we they haven't actually announced any of the the scrimmage scrimmage against gotham was a surprise i did not i don't remember reading about that so yeah i also have been enjoying the content i really have been enjoying the content the social content has been has been um just really fun uh I think that it looks like the players are just having a blast. They're happy, excited to be with each other, playing soccer again. Um, I hate that, you know, the two seconds that we get of them actually playing soccer each day, it's just not enough. Uh, I just want the season to start so I can watch these players play soccer. Um, One of the videos that we saw, well, I guess the only video that they released of the scrimmage versus Gotham had Tatum playing on the left side of the defense, which is where I've been wanting her to go back to for a long time now. So hopefully that sticks. Um, I didn't think she was fit for the right side of the defense last season. She had a stellar 2022 season on the left. And the fact that she could be back on the left at least just in this scrimmage and hopefully in the future. Like I like to see that kind of stuff. Um, Jenna bike has also been in like a lot of the highlight reel plays on social media. And so that'll be a really interesting story to follow. Like I'm a big Jenna bike fan. Um, I think she could have, should have gotten a lot more minutes last season than, than she actually did. Uh, And the fact that the social team just keeps pushing the, great plays that she's been making in 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 training i think that that'll be very interesting to just keep a close eye on to see to see what she's up to you have the story on the black eye oh yeah doing the story on the black eye that would be interesting too and the story yeah. on uh b franklin getting eye patched up as well that too <laughs> you need that story as well and you need to know what the hell they're doing in these camps going at each other's eyes over red stars boot camp (laughs) (laughs) it's funny yeah i just i've really been enjoying this this preseason um i just think the energy is is uh contagious and it seems to be getting a lot of people really excited good vibes all around it's true um so the other thing that we can talk about kind of outside of uh camp but still red stars related is that international play is about to ramp back up here soon with the w gold cup and several red stars have been called into their national teams to represent them in the tournament and it seems as though uh grant and i are still kind of working on our flags idea uh i'll get them eventually I I love that idea and it's exciting to have a lot of players uh representing so many different countries around the world on this club uh and first we can just start with the US uh Lissonaire, my hero she's back again with the US after a stellar world cup for her that ended in tragedy um I'm just excited to see Alyssa back in goal uh, for the U.S., it, 2023 was a great year for her, uh, not giving up a whole lot of goals in general on the national team side of stuff. I hope this youth movement that is kind of being seen uh, in the U.S. system doesn't lead to her losing her starting spot uh, because I think she just has more to prove. And I think even this late in her career, she can just keep getting better. Um, I have no doubt of that. The 
U.S. is also calling in uh, Mallory Swanson into camp. Even though she won't be on the official roster, this will be Mal's first camp since she sustained that awful uh, patellar injury uh, last season that caused her to miss most of the NWSL season and, and the World Cup. So it'll be nice to see her back in camp, at least wearing the crest. And I'm glad that uh, she isn't playing in the tournament because I selfishly want her first appearance to be with Chicago. <laughs> they got to get her ready for the Olympics, though. Start prep now. That's true. Yeah. The other uh, countries outside of the U.S. who are also participating in the Gold Cup include Brazil and Julia Bianchi was called up. Julia had an NWSL season last year uh, where she just continuously improved her game, uh, stayed near the top of the league, uh, league table in assists all year. And I think she deserves another chance to, to fight for minutes on Brazil's squad. So that'll be cool to see. So a couple of the other players uh, for Puerto Rico, the pride of Puerto Rico, Jill Aguilera will join the squad for their playoff round leading into the gold cup as they haven't really quite qualified for the tournament yet, but Jill has really made a name for herself in that squad and has been playing really well for them as late uh, of late. So I'm really excited about seeing Jill, Jill there again, and she's their co-captain as well. So it's cool to see the armband on her as well. Um, and then for El Salvador, uh, Sam Fisher, who we didn't, you know, expect to 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 be called into that uh, team a couple of months ago, and then and and she did, and it's been announced the preliminary round rosters, the the the, the playoff rosters for that country as well. Um, as of this recording, uh, we've not seen the full team uh, get called in. They just we just know the preliminary roster. But Sam hasn't been capped for the team yet, but I, it's close. I can feel it. Um, hopefully it'll be in this in this playoff round for for uh, El Salvador. So I will say I am excited for all the Red Stars players, but my heart belongs to the U.S. So, if you know, we end up playing the U.S. ends up playing all these other Red Stars players. I will silently be rooting against them. I'm just saying I always take it as um, I root for the U.S. to win. But I hope that the players who I like on those other teams do well. Just don't get hurt, you know? Yes, and don't get hurt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, like, one of the, the obvious name that we didn't go too in-depth with when kind of talking about these, these players getting called in was Mal. And uh, it's no secret that Mal is returning from an injury that kept her out for most of last year. Um, she's been in training camp with the Red Stars since preseason began, and she made an appearance on Sam Mewis's new podcast, The Women's Game. And on that episode, Mal revealed a couple of different things. She mentioned that she was still thinking about um, what she would do if she got called up to the national team for the Gold Cup. Obviously, she chose the path of training with them and not playing with them in the actual matches, which is a smart move, I think, in her recovery, just continuing her training with the Red Stars, continuing her training with the national team, and then, you know, a month and a half later, she'll actually make an appearance at the beginning of the NWSL season. Uh, the second thing that uh, she revealed was that her injury last year was much worse than the public had had known about. And she didn't have to do this, uh, like, first off. But she did detail her injury from the moment that it happened to the surgeries uh, to repair that tendon in her knee and all of her recovery afterwards. And within it, she shared that she actually became quite ill from an infection called septic knee 
And she mentioned that her recovery became less about her playing soccer again and more about just being able to live her life again and not be sick. And I think that was a really hard episode to, to listen to because a lot of the times when these athletes are injured, we don't hear much from them during their injuries. And then afterwards, it's kind of hit or miss whether they're just like back playing and they're like, yeah, I tore my ACL, I tore this, and, and now I'm back. But players like Sam Mewis have been like very open about the struggles that they, they, they had in their recovery. And like I said, like Mal didn't have to do this. Mal didn't have to tell the public any of this about her about her injury but it was nice to see her be so open about her recovery and i think it can help a lot of athletes um kind of see what's important in their lives at the moment because she talked about how she, like she was determined to be at the world cup she was just like, this injury is not as serious as I think it is, and I'll just be at the World Cup. And then to just tell the story about the severity of it, um, like changing her mindset of it not being about soccer anymore, but being about just her daily life, I think was really important to hear from an athlete like her that is inspired um or that so many uh, people are inspired by and and she's so recognizable in a household name to a lot of people and i think for her to go on a podcast and just say you know everything that you've been hearing is not necessarily the full extent of my story and then to to go ahead and and reveal all of that uh, to everybody I think was very brave of her and uh, and hopefully it can help a lot of people kind of put a lot of things into perspective about the um, what you what you should be focusing on when you have such a serious injury like that it's not just about soccer it's about your own life yeah I think it humanizes her for like a lot of people I including myself think of her kind of like a superhuman who is just so incredibly talented at, at soccer and when you have an injury like she did and when she went through all these things and she's you know explaining it, it it's really like kind of humbling at the same time as well and you know she's really lucky to to have all these great individuals by her side to help her get through this and you know it's very brave of her to to share all this stuff too because like you said she didn't have to do all that um, so to have athletes who have had just horrible, horrible injuries, like go out and be like, this is stuff that can happen, but also like at the same time, like try and help you go through that stuff. I've known several people in the soccer world that have torn their ACLs or have torn their ACLs in other sports. And I know how horrible recovery can be and, you know, having to retire from those injuries, um, I, there was a coach at Nebraska. She played in the NWSL and she retired because she tore her ACL like three times. And she coaches now and she still gets to stay in the sport that she loves, um, which I, I think it's just incredible for her to to still have that opportunity. I am so, so glad that Mal is back and, and ready to go. And... Um, you know, counting down the days until that very first game, whether she starts or comes off the bench for that. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be spectacular full circle moment for her to be back on the pitch and scoring some stellar goals. But yeah, that, that clip was um, yeah. Hard to listen to about the infection. And I know it can happen sometimes, but the fact that she got the best medical care possible for her to have this recovery. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I something that I was thinking about when she was telling this story was I know that after she got injured, um, Dansby, who plays for the Chicago Cubs, her husband had, I he had taken like some days off. He came back. He wasn't playing well at all. And I know there were some people that were like very just like publicly being like, like athletes get injured, like, like this shouldn't be impacting his game. Like what, like whatever. And then to just like hear her tell that story about like having set like septic, anything, not good, <laughs> like life threatening. Um, really, really bad. Yeah. And so just like kind of now see that perspective of what like she was going through and then what Dansby was going through like her his, like being at the hospital with her being there for the surgeries you could tell why that affected his game so much like his wife was ill his wife was really sick and it wasn't just you know some injury that happens to anybody um so i hope those people look back and 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 just kind of look back at what they said and and realize how ridiculous it is to um criticize someone's game because they care about their wife you know uh yeah it's just so it's it was just weird um but i'm glad that it can now be kind of put in into perspective with of how severe her injury was um and how that affected them uh as a whole yeah sports is as much of a physical game as it is a mental game and just that's all i want to say because i could go on a full-on rant about that topic but mm -hmm. yeah and like we love sports in general not just soccer we like we love sports and at the end of the day as much as we love it and as much as like time and effort and and passion that we put in into these things and a lot of people do it's a game and when things like this happen you just you gotta sit you gotta take a step back and and realize uh where your mindset should be when it comes to the injury of a player or the way a player is performing and what could be happening in their life that is affecting those things but as you said i just i'm really looking forward to the moment that mal steps back on that pitch whether it's in that starting 11 for that first match or coming off the bench later in the game or at halftime or whatever just seeing her you know back in back in 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 those boots and wearing that crest and being out there killing it like she always does i i i want to see it um i'm really happy that she seems happy and is healthy and going through her recovery at the pace that she needs wants um and and whenever she's back out there it'll, it'll just be a wonderful moment for both red stars fans and just the soccer world in general because she is like you said looked at as superhuman and and it, it's really special to just watch a player like her play soccer so it's un, it's unfortunate when situations like this happen but when those players are back out on the pitch it's it's just a, a different um emotion and i don't sorry that we're gonna wrap up on that's it that's, that's all we got to talk about today so sorry that we're gonna wrap up on such a uh a low yet happy note um with, well i got a, I got good news i would love I can to hear share good news, good news? Okay, um, I am the newest sports contributor contributor for my school's newspaper. We can end on a good note. Really? That's yeah. awesome, Grant. Thank you. 
Thank you. What kind of are you doing all sports or? Yes, my first article is going to be about um, the end of the season for the swim team. They just had their nice. uh, conference stuff. So going to write about that. I've never wrote about swimming before. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, just another thing to add to my long list of uh, things that I am currently doing in my life. But I, that's awesome, Grant. Congratulations. That, that'll be you. really cool thank for you. your career. I know it. It's a good happy note. Thank you for that. I needed that. I was feeling very <laughs> emotional with what we were doing. I was just like, oh man, I guess we really yeah. got up here. I made this rundown a little, a little sad at the end, but I'm glad that you shared that news. That's awesome. Save your tears for when she scores her first goal. How about that? <laughs> oh, that'll be a happy moment. Um, happy tears instead of sad tears. So yeah, we'll 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 wrap up with that good news. Um, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you else you find your podcasts. Uh, if you want to see us, if you want to see the backgrounds that we're always talking about, <laughs> you can watch us uh, on the Red Stars Report YouTube page. Subscribe to our show anywhere you listen, anywhere you watch. Turn on notifications so you can see when our new episodes go up. Make sure you're following us at Red Stars Report on all of our social media channels to keep up with the news between episodes. Our Discord server, as always, keeps growing. Um, it's such a great place to have all these conversations with the community members. You can figure out that Amber Brooks is on the club before I actually put it on social media if you're part of our Discord, because that's where those things kind of originate from most of the time. And as the season picks up, it'll be one of the best places to kind of interact with the community and get really excited about this club. But the next time that you see us, we'll still be full steam ahead, giving you updates on preseason training camp, any scrimmages that are going on. Um, we still won't be at that first roster cut in late February yet, uh, but you know we'll let you know how the roster is shaping up in those moments. But until then, um, enjoy the wonderful content that we've been getting from the club and, you know, and that we're getting out of camp. And we'll see you next week for another Red Stars report.